Hello, 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 and thank you for joining me on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my salmon extraordinaire, Rico G. Yo, what's happening, everybody? How y'all doing? And this is episode 29. Yeah, 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 yeah. How you doing? How you doing? You keeping up? Everything all right? Chilling, man. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm doing pretty you good. You staying sane? <laughs> bro, I, I don't understand <laughs> that shit. That's not like, an issue. I, I see people melting about. down left and right, bro. You feel me? Yo. <laughs> it's too soon for that. All right. This, I thought this shit was it's hilarious. I think you might get a chuckle out of this, nigga. So Carolina, this is like her first day off. Like, this is the first. So she didn't get furloughed, but they cut down her days. And like this right, is right. the first day of her shortened week, mm-hmm. and she went out this morning to Costco. And by tonight, she's like, "Yo, I think I got cabin fever." I'm like, "Yo, my nigga, <laughs> are you for real? It's not even been a day." <laughs> I told you, man. I was like, "You gotta but find out." I, I say that hyperbolically, only that there are people really melting down. And I'm like, "Yeah, this like sh- every you about to like, find y'all out." Y'all are at brink. If the people you're you're living with can handle a crisis, real like quick. I was just joking with her. Should be fine. She was just joking with me the whole time. But like, there's people out there really like, "Yo, this quarantine got me going crazy." I'm like, "Yeah, that's what I mean, bro." Like, that's why people are literally like two, three days, and they're just like, "What am I gonna do?" And I'm just like, "I don't know." It feels like two or three days, right? Like because it's really been like almost two weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um. But it, I mean, but for me, like, oh man, I guess yeah. serendipity really is becoming a stay-at-home dad right before the Roni hits. <laughs> because, dude, I, uh... this shit has been like, yo, like I'm sitting here, like, all right, when's it? I'm, I'm brace, I'm still bracing. Other people are like <laughs> in the turbulent waters, and I'm still bracing, and I'm like, all right, when is it gonna get rocky? Yeah. But and see, and that's why, boy, gosh, let me tell you, it's never. In my life, has it been more gratifying not to have my main source of income not based in a typical, you know, societal job, nine to five? Because that would be in disarray right now if that was the case. Like, nigga, you ain't lying. Shit. Bro, like, (laughs) I I, like this happened like a month sooner. I'd have been rocket punched to death. Bro, and out of it, stressing. I'm sitting here, like, and, and and I don't take that for granted because I do speak very flippantly of the current world situation, but I do so mainly to counterpoint the extreme other side that's coming from all all other media outlets. Um, yeah, you know, it's understandable because just you know, I guess we'll start out with this and then take a step back, but um, you know. The numbers typically are around 18% of people do not um, pay their rent com- commitment per uh, per month. This month was around 29 to 30%. So Ooh. there was about a 12% hike. So it is very real that a significant portion of people had trouble paying rent this month. And that's serious. And I don't ever want to take light of that. That's the part of the Roni that is real and I take very seriously. I've been there. The man. fact that there's, I think, 16 million people unemployed right now, that's the part of the Roni I take very seriously. And that's the kind, that's the part uh, that we need to start learning to organize ourselves around. This is something that the African-American community is very familiar with. We, we haven't hit the very point familiar. where, but I would be interested to see, just like there's medical disparities and how in Chicago, 70% of the, the COVID-19 deaths are African-American and who knows how that's skewed. The numbers are are heavily skewed against black people in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I would like to see how 
the numbers are skewed in terms of how the employment has negatively affected them because we've already been experiencing almost 30%. And that's just normal, normal, okay? The country experiences maybe 3 to 5%. The African-American community definitely is at around 30%. You know what I mean? And so I want to see if that's gone up significantly, even though I think that we heavily occupy that odd essential worker slot that (laughs) that people are starting to talk about now of people who get paid less than minimum wage Mm -hmm. you know what i mean or i shouldn't say less than minimum you can't get paid less than minimum wage hopefully um unless your state just doesn't have any labor laws whatsoever but um you get paid a barely living wage you know what i mean but are considered essential to the economy i think that though that's also a very heavily minority occupied demographic and so it's interesting. It's interesting. You know what I mean? I, I'm definitely looking, I, I wouldn't say looking forward to, because that's, that's I, I again, I don't want to be flipping about the current situation, but I definitely, on the other side of this, I would like to analyze the statistics of, of how it affected African-American unemployment. Yeah, that should be pretty interesting, man. Because I think what it's doing is it's causing the rest of the country to get closer to what we've been already experiencing. I don't think that we're going to be... As have, and, and not to say that we're not being laid off and fired in large numbers. We are, but at the same time, I think it's disproportionately laying off poor white people, which, and, and, and it, it blows my mind how in a time of coronavirus that people would, would choose a Biden over a Bernie, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> um. I, I I just I just wanted to 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 really like point that out like it's crazy people are folding under this shit man but anyway let's start out with what we've been watching <laughs> oh man I've been I've actually had a pretty fruitful week of watching okay okay or not really week but a couple of days um I've been watching I don't know where I got the idea but I've been watching a lot of thrillers. So I saw, um, I was, I went, um, two for two. So I saw two that were pretty shitty. Okay. Okay. And then I saw two that I enjoyed. The two that were shitty, one, I don't even remember the name of the first one, but it was like some, it, it was like a slasher movie where like a, a, a little kid possesses a computer from the 80s and it lives in a haunted hotel and then there's a convention okay. and then it starts okay. murdering the YouTubers. And I was like, all right, dude, we could go Everyone's past that one. Terrible. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely. That, terrible. That, that sounds that sounds uh, trite yeah. on on the good end. That one was pretty whack. Okay, so the other one um, was more interesting, but I just didn't like it. It, it seemed that I like the title of it. It's called Life Changer, and it was about like a, a skinwalker that thought he was gonna die, so he had to take over people's. Uh, <clears throat> he had to like kill them and take over their bodies in order to survive, and shit and. The amount of time that, like, when he first started doing it, he used to be able to stay in the body for, like, three weeks. But then it had, like, rapidly it started to degrade how long he could remain in another person's skin. So hmm. by the time you meet him in the story, it only lasts for about eight hours. So he's, like, freaking out. And he's in love with some chick that he met a few years back. So he's, like, stalking her. And he keeps revisiting her as all these other people trying to like get close to her mm-hmm. because when he first manifested his powers he ex- spoiler alert he accidentally killed his mom and but when he 
observes someone, he observes everything about them. He observes their memories, their voice, their, mm-hmm. you know, everything. So in that moment, he, for the first time, experienced, like, true love, and that was his mother's pure love for him. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, like, in, like, trying to not only survive by taking over other people, he's also searching for that feeling again, which mm-hmm. he finds in this one chick, which leads him to stalk her. But it's just, I didn't really like it because of the whole, like, stalker stalker aspect of it. It was just kind of creepy. And then he would be, like, talking to her as, he's the same people talking to her in different people's skins. And I was just like, yo. Yeah, no, no, it's hella creepy. So weird. But I I remember there was a philosophical turn at the end, I think. Yeah. That that, that was intriguing. So, spoiler alert. (laughs) But, yeah. Spoiler alert. In the ending, he gives up. He accidentally kills the chick that he's in love with. He finally confesses her like, yo, I took over your husband like a year or so ago and I experienced that pure love. But, you know, I turned into a monster, so I had to dip out on you. So she's been pining for her missing husband for like ages. So he finally confesses and she freaks out naturally and tries to kill him. And he accidentally kills her by absorbing everything from her. So now in his moment of despair, he like goes and he gives up. And laying in his bed, this cocoon wraps him up. And then he just comes out as, like, the old version of his original self. And then that's where the movie ends. And I was like... Yeah, you know, and and and, and therein lies the only part of the movie that I found interesting. Uh, because I haven't actually seen it. I've only heard uh, y- your description. And, and I read up a little bit on it. And um, that, I, that intrigues me. I want to. I kind of want to watch the movie just to see how they came to that that head because it's an interesting allegory for the idea that he's running from something his whole yes, life, and in the absolutely. attempt to running, uh, uh, in in the the act of running from this thing, he's consuming other people in their lives. Only to find out that in running from this, he's preventing his own oh, maturation. Yeah, that's true. I never even looked at it like that. And yeah. that is a very prescient, and and that's that's one thing I do like about that. I I will mess with a horror story that has a good allegory behind it. Yeah. A horror story with a good allegory, I fucks with you hard. And so I am tempted to watch it for that. I'm pretty sure I'll be let down <laughs> because that it seems to be a. Far more in-depth <laughs> philosophical analysis of that movie than it's merited. I mean, but maybe that was the um, maybe that was the purpose of it because when I first saw it, I was really upset by the ending because I was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" I was just like, "Yo, so what's the point of you killing all those people?" But the, like you just mentioned, like that could have been definitely like you know them saying like, "No, stop running." Like if you accept personal growth, even though it's painful, like you will mm-hmm. emerge it's your scary. true self. You know what I mean? And it's and then. And it's scary, and that's what I think that that's what definitely a lot of people are paralyzed definitely. and fear by by the things they have to do for personal growth. You know what I mean? And um, I'm I'm glad that I have an adventurous spirit in that. That's never <laughs> been I've never <laughs> been maimed in my mistakes, and so I've been encouraged to keep keep just keep trying, <laughs> keep trying shit. Don't worry. You know what I mean? Try like, shit, try shit. <laughs> so yeah, that that seems interesting. Um, if well, if you like a a, a horror movies with a story or with an allegory, I think the perfection with what, that's, that's what it's called. Yeah, the perfection. Okay. That one stars the um. I don't remember her name. I think her last name is Williams. But 
uh, uh, she's the the girlfriend from Get Out. So, Ooh. <laughs> and um, it that's, also a stars, that's a tough type. That's a tough typecast for me. It's a tough typecast. I don't want to give nothing away. wrong with her. I'm sure <laughs> she she's a great actress. She it's is a tough typecast for me. And that is the she problem. She did that really well. Yeah, it's just like um, like the actor who plays um Homelander. I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. you could be an amazing person in real life, mm-hmm. but I think you're a fucking psychopath. I would be scared of you. Yes. At all times. Subconsciously being around you, I'd feel like you're a psycho. You know what I mean? But the the perfection was a very interesting movie. Um it star uh, I guess I'll look their names up in a second, but the awesome thing about the perfection was that one it was an allegory of really about like mm, well, it wasn't really an allegory. It was pretty straightforward, but it uh, uh I don't want to give away too much. This this one I'll actually preserve the spoiler warning because I okay. think For the this next is one? I, I yeah I think this okay. is an experience. You know what I mean? I feel the, like the perfection. The next movie you're talking about? Yeah, the okay. perfection. I feel like the perfection is you got to see oh, this whole thing. That was the one with the that we were just talking about. Yes, the one with the okay. girl from Get Out. Yeah. Um. I I, I if I go, explain too much about it, it's gonna like ruin like parts of it because there's a okay. pretty it. It has a pretty nice twist to it, and it's pretty cool. And yeah, it seems well. We've definitely gone, we've got plenty on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last one that I, movie that I saw that I enjoyed was the platform. That was very, very interesting. That one, you know, and I, and somebody else said something that, about that one being good too. Okay, I'm gonna watch that one. So yeah. you might want to hold off on that one, and we'll check that. We'll we'll talk I about like that next time. Because somebody else told me to. Jeez, uh, I, I don't even ever want to fall into that. Nobody told me that. I saw on Twitter some people were talking about that shit, and they were highly recommending it to each other. I was not part of that Yo, conversation. My Twitter friend said that I should. Yeah, check nah, this cause out. chill, 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 chill. <laughs> I could see how people get caught up in that shit. G, nah, man, that, that got to stay away from that social media. Shit will poison your mind. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, th- those are oh, and um, uh, resleeped. Okay, and I saw that I one, saw. so yeah, we can talk yeah, about yeah, that yeah. one, and we'll segue into my watching after that. Yeah. So resleeped was really good. So just a uh, background on that: that is a movie uh, addition to the Altered Carbon TV series that is on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's two seasons in. I am highly enjoying it. They've been casting it with some of my favorite actors, and um, sure. so prefacing that that being the preface resleeved is an anime movie that lies in between season one and two i want to say i would say it's probably before season one. Oh, you think it's no i i don't i think it's after season one oh, i think that, oh, wait, that yeah, raylene season one okay spoiler Ooh, sorry 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 around. before i even say anything else spoilers 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 because we both already watched <laughs> this so we're going to talk about this yeah um so uh if you've watched the tv series the main character has a sister her name is raylene she makes an appearance in this so that's why it's important to figure out where in the timeline this movie lies because yeah. depending on where it lies it either a gives backstory to raylene or b implies that she has a clone that's still a lot alive in the current timeline which is crazy no it wouldn't be all that surprising for it no not in this show the show definitely lends itself to that kind of story really in purview but i i did enjoy that it was it ended up being the movie is standalone itself is awesome actually inspired me for a tattoo design bro because (laughs) yo the tattooist yo the one that's on her hand son with the dragon dragon yo 
that shit is bad, yeah. It was fresh. I liked it a lot. That shit was super dope. But um, yeah, so it's very well well drawn and animated. It's CD. It's um 3D cell shaded, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, the storyline is very interesting. Uh, it follows a more and it, it's very fitting because it follows Takeshi in his adventures in the Yakuza underworld. And it very it's very fitting for the anime style in which they chose to animate it. Yeah, and I think they might have made reference to it in the new season because um, when he goes and meets up with Tennessee, I think it's between did, season one and two. Yeah, he, he mentioned that yo, you did some work for me in the past. Like, you know, what I mean, show a little bit more respect. And I mean, come on, son. <laughs> Which would make more sense, honestly, if it took in place in between season one and two because that was before Raylene died. And so it wouldn't take as far of a leap to make that assumption. Um, un- like if I was trying to say that if it took place after season two, that would mean that there was a rogue Raylene clone that still had right, a, a right. functioning stack, which is a lot less likely than this just took place <laughs> in between before she died. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. It's just that because season one oh, no, yeah, I was jumps back with and forth with the... Um, with the with their time explaining crap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so it's always difficult to because they they change sleeves mm-hmm. and make you know a different consciousness could be in in a, in a sleeve that that's unexpected. It's kind of confusing at times. Yeah. But yeah, no characters are essentially immortal and they essentially yeah. they could be anyone. So as long as they keep an active line of credit, because <laughs> you do exactly. not want to get. Your sleeve killed and I have credit because they no will not reawaken your, your stat. Yeah. And you're yeah. stuck in cold storage till someone decides, hey, we'd like your consciousness. But um, Or they can spin you up and use your experiences like a drug for a super rich people. Oh, yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. So the, the anime is really good. It's it's very entertaining. I thought it was a cool storyline. Um, I like the characters. Uh, it was it was creatively done. Um I, I, it was it was just a good movie. Like I don't know, the action was the action was right awesome. Up. Mad ninja action, yeah. bruh. <laughs> and those ninjas, the, yo, the, the armor that those ninjas were wearing were ridiculous. Yeah. The fucking armor of the last boss, yo, yo bruh. Yeah, I was like, he just had a fresh oni mech and, suit just hanging out in the back. Yo, I love Takeshi's like inflappable fucking confidence. <laughs> it's like, okay, I don't give a fuck how powerful your mech suit is, nigga. I'm gonna nah, disable that shit. Do, Believe bro. that. Yeah, yeah. I got a job to do, and then I gotta go. Uh, gotta find uh, Kelchris right now. So, bruh. Man. And I love when the, at the end, fucking yo, had a nigga groveling, son. Yo, <laughs> the idea that, and it was interesting because it was a un, it was a traditional Japanese storyline mm-hmm. with a unique twist for that setting because it, you know, the 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 way that he was attempting to reincarnate himself infinitely. And still maintain uh, control of his clan despite there being a required oh. succession. <laughs> yeah, like that's unique to that world. Like yeah. that that form of of, of malfeasance like can only really be done writing. with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was really cool. Uh, I really, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, the fact that he was like snatching people's stacks and putting them into different bodies, bruh, clever girl. And he was making sure that oh, he was no, grooming he was the. Them. He was, was oh yeah, he was sorry. deleting their shit straight out, which is yeah. that's trash. 
stats. Yeah. You know, deleting a stack is like wiping bad. someone's mind. It's like yeah. if Professor X was just like, I'm going to start wiping minds with my awesome telepathic power. Like, it's wow. creating drooling people wow. everywhere. <laughs> but then again, if you did that, I don't even think you'd be able to live because you'd probably wipe the, um, the, 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 the autonomic functions too. Oh, probably. So oh, absolutely. Probably well, actually, no. The autonomic um, system is autonomic because you don't control it. You're just not controlled by your consciousness. By your consciousness. You're wiping consciousness. Okay. The, so you you'd just, make zombies. Yeah. You just oh be, no! Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if that's what started the zombie apocalypse? A rogue Professor X just wiping everyone's mind? Not that'd really. Be hilarious. Wow. What? A, yeah, that would be a, be a fucked up turnaround, man. Yeah, that'd be a awesome what if story if you yeah were, x accidentally created zombies that would be amazing but um yeah check out resleeve that was really fun especially if you've so, been um that. following altered carbon on our recommendation yeah that would be the full circle there you know what else i've been watching um community because i never watched all of it i've always watched scattered episodes Same. fucking hilarious but i'm actually watching it through there's yeah. a storyline who'd have thought yeah. it i started with community when it first came out and i watched it just 11 years old yes Yikes. i was in i was in college in art institute when it um when that shit came out and we um watched it for a while until but it, it kept I feel like, like it would appeal to teenagers today Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea what would appeal to today's teenagers. I'm, I'm guessing. So I have no idea either. Struggle. I'm just talking out my ass. I have no idea what would appeal to teenagers. <laughs> it's, um... I'm just pretending like I know because I'm eventually going to have a teenager <laughs> in my house. I'm just preparing for that day. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was pretty funny. I like I liked how it slowly progressed and stuff. I think I just fell off with it because it kept getting like canceled and like real green lit and all that other stuff there's a lot of drama with it and i just eventually fell fell off of it essentially That's it all. seems like that cast is very eclectic and drama filled yeah from my understanding like chevy it. chase was the only one causing drama really yeah really the cast is actually pretty close from my understanding Fuck, man the og <laughs> the oldest one there yes that's exactly oh, why. Figure. Yeah, old people, that's man. That's exactly old why. people, man. You're putting us in a position to only hope that you pass away. Like that's not cool. He's comedy royalty. You know what I mean? There's a whole like um, there's a whole uh, leaked voicemail of him calling and cussing out Dan Harmon and shit. It's good wow. times. Wow, it's good times. Yeah. And Dan Harmon, man, for I can imagine he can infuriate you, but he absolutely <laughs> does not conduct himself in a way that makes it feel like it's okay to yell at him. That's funny. It just he just doesn't. He's just way like. Can you imagine? You've seen Dan Harmon before, right? Yeah, yeah. He just seems like a a giant man child. <laughs> Pretty and much. I, and I apologize, Dan Harmon. You're you're a great producer. I, it's just I'm just saying that's the the vibe I get when I watch Dan Harmon on like Harmon Quest. Yeah, it's I feel just like, like all right, Dan. that's what he's going for. Okay, you know he's like he's a grown man that's enjoying his life, and you know, and that's doing, true. Doing, that's doing... not to say that he doesn't look like he's enjoying the fuck out of his yeah, life because he looks like he's doing it. <laughs> That's all that is when people Living say that. Living his best life. When people say that you're being a child, it just means you're enjoying your life too much. It's true. It usually, it's like, man, exuberant, childlike exuberance just means that you don't know disappointment yet. You feel me? It's like, yo, why are you not being like an adult and being disappointed and angry with the world? Why aren't you expecting to be beaten down by life now? Exactly. Yo, why are you looking at the world and smiling, my G? What's up with that? Yeah. But, um, so yeah, community, I'm enjoying it. Um, I don't know what else. There's not much to say about it. No. I'm only like through in the first season, so okay. I'll talk about it more as as it progresses. But I'm I've um Abed is turning out to be a really interesting character. Abed is the, shit. the main female lead is kind of 
I don't know. Who um Dude, uh what like and and it's not to be this and this is not to be racist cuz I'm about to see some racist shit but like the white girl tropes I'm really over them. <laughs> like I'm just over the like all of the white girl tropes that are used in this show are just kind of tired at this point. Um the the like I, and I'm not real. I mean, what's the main character? She's a B. Because oh, I remember they made Alice the song. Brie, the blonde of the Brie. Brit, Britta. Britta. Yeah, it, it's one. funny because I just remember they made a song about her that Britta's a B. So she's a B, <laughs> B name. What's her name? <laughs> but um, yeah, like she's woke, but then she succumbs to a lot of female stereotypes. Ironically, I guess I want to yeah, say. Yeah, that's the joke. <laughs> and I'm just like. It's it's it kind of falls flat on its face, and then um, the the chick who's in love with Troy, or I don't know if she's in love with him or she just with she the, has feelings. The, the girl with the, the, brunette, the brunette. The brunette, yeah. yeah um, I don't think she's in love with Troy. No, like she's just, she's she's perpetually awkward. Yeah, yeah. And I just yeah, they're like Simpsons characters, bro. They, they are like Simpsons characters, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, because um, even the, the main character, what's his name? Um, uh, I know the real life uh, names but, more than I, than I remember the character's name at this point. Joel McHale, yeah. the blonde dude from uh, The Lawyer. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. And not not for nothing. I do appreciate that a lot. Of, I I love the the characters, the side characters like John Oliver's in it, mm-hmm. and he's hilarious because he's just fucking weird. <laughs> he's just. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, so oh, many cameos in that show. Yeah, that I appreciate, and that's part of the entertainment. Um, Carolina loves that show, and that's also enjoyable. Just having her enjoy something is happy for makes me happy, and just like yeah, yeah, I can get behind this. So it, it helps carry the show over those points where I'm just like, There's man, a lot I hate everyone on the screen right now. <laughs> there are a lot of thieves <laughs> in there too. I like that. That's one one thing I did like about Community is, is they had a lot of recurring themes and like like they have a Halloween episode, they have um, a paintball episode, they have all kinds of cool themes that make the show nice and enjoyable. Oh my goodness, Ken Jong's character is out of control. <laughs> that nigga is out of control. Yeah, he's an idiot. Uh, yeah, they did the debate episode where he's trying to prove if men are good or evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are clowns. <laughs> They're clowns, but um, entertaining yeah. clowns. They're it's not the very bad much ones. like real life Simpsons for sure. Yeah, that, that's actually the best description I've heard of it. I hadn't heard that before, but that ap- absolutely adequately describes that show. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, we'll talk some more about community. But um, henceforth, at least for a little while, there's probably going to be several segments on um, Final Fantasy VII remake coming <laughs> in the future because. <laughs> Yeah, it's happening. It releases. I'll, I'll get my naturally. copy Friday. I'll give you guys the breakdown. See, I guess this is like a situation where I we're technically a, a, a gaming news podcast. So I, if I had an Instagram, I'd put it up on that. So maybe I should, you know what I mean? Maybe I maybe I should get deeper into this social media shit. Even though Twitter, man, Twitter has been an escapade <laughs> definitely jump on the twitter and follow us at home herring yo that shit is fun bro i be posting like crazy uh especially yo, bro twitter fingers be real in the boredom bro <laughs> i can imagine yeah boy twitter fingers be out of control but yeah so i'm, I'm definitely gonna do i want to uh i got a deluxe edition so you know what i mean so that's what i'm saying like pictures of that could go up on the instagram right 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 uh, i guess i should eventually do that 
So, I'll, uh, you know what I mean? Hopefully, I'll, I'll start uh, aggregating some images and videos and things that might be of interest. And if we get the following to a certain number, then I'll open an Instagram. Yeah, milestones. <laughs> but anyway, um, so we're definitely going to do uh, several segments of me talking about Final Fantasy Remake. Um, whether it's gameplay, story, um, any philosophical underpinnings that I might find. So, um if you're not looking forward to that, then I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but it's going to happen. It's happening. <laughs> me in the game. It's yeah. going down. But yeah, so that's that's pretty much what we've been watching. Um, I got a pretty much grab bag of topics today, so I'm just going to start firing off from the hip. Um, firstly, I want to say uh, Mad Metrics, yo. I've been checking out like some of the um, statistics on the podcast and stuff like that. And um, so I would like to say shout out to our 40% female listenership, yo. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to start talking hey. about shit that I think females want to talk about or women. Firstly, I'm going to learn how to address the opposite sex properly <laughs> in public. And then I'm going to start making more topics that are appropriate to talk about uh, with them. Funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, shout out to that. And um, our international listenership, evidently, not every IP that listens to this is centered in America. Or and shout I'm out gonna, to the VPNs, whichever one. Whichever one. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to shout out uh, Zaha because I'm pretty sure that if we based on where the international listenership is saying it's pinging from, I would imagine it's someone she might know. And so I would appreciate if that is the case, shout out to Zaha, shout out to Adana. I appreciate you guys for listening and following. And you know, cause she be, she be talking to me on Twitter. So I, somebody who she knows might've seen it. But, but anyway, um, yeah, we, I appreciate all you guys. I pay attention to it. Um, I look at, at who's watching what, so I'm trying to make sure that watching I you. try to talk about the things that are more interesting and, and are more popularly listened to. So, you know, I'm not just, I'm not totally shooting off the hip here, okay? So, <laughs> I appreciate you guys. I'm paying attention. Hit us up. Let's definitely uh, communicate more. But um, Metrics. Yeah, metrics is what I'm mainly using to communicate with you guys right now. Decide what you like. So, if you uh, want a little bit more direct input, hit us up. Um, man, in the still in the potting universe, yo, Joe Budden made a power move, said <laughs> what happened? Because um he, he took his podcast on hiatus for COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. and um I'm only assuming because it's not a huge production, they no, could cut I it down to the four so. people yeah. in the room mainly, maybe five with Screen Man, and so I'm assuming what he did is he probably parlayed them and said, listen, if we're gonna keep doing this, you guys need to just like shoot us some shit to get like proper sanitation all that shit keep us safe while we do this if we're going to be doing this and risking going outside when the city's on lockdown whatever yeah and i'm assuming that they probably were like nah nigga, we're not gonna do that the fuck are you talking about he's like all right so we're going off the air you could take those numbers out you know what i mean and that's a power move you know what i mean because he was he's been talking about you know those kind of those kind of moves of knowing what you're worth you know setting your terms things like that for the past couple of weeks, so I don't know, but shout out to them. I hope you, you know, I hope you guys stay safe, do what you're doing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. There ain't no reason to fucking get yourself sick. No, absolutely not. Not for nothing. Spotify should, like, if they're, if the choice is that they would prefer not to. In this in this climate, and they offered Spotify, hey, like we're gonna go off the air, but you know, if you want to do something about it. 
And Spotify probably said, no, then, hey, yeah, no, 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 take your hiatus, dog. You know what I mean? Don't don't go. We appreciate you. And and he's been out doing all. He's been jumping on the Instagram, which Instagram is evidently the popping spot. It's the new schoolyard in this motherfucker because, yo, bro, like between Talib and D nice and all of the hit battles. And you got yeah, Joe, much you got anybody, you got anybody, you got Tory Lanez clowning right on Instagram. Fucking this nigga, yo. How does this nigga get banned three days in a row off of off of Instagram <laughs> for for bitches doing lewd shit on his quarantine radio? And how is that quarantine radio, nigga? That's just quarantine titty house. Just say what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I don't understand. First of all, I didn't know that there was even I mean, restrictions. you're asking how we got banned, and then you're telling him to name it quarantine titty house. Well, <laughs> the thing is, is that I I. I was on the assumption you could show stuff like that. I've seen stuff not like on that Instagram, on Instagram. No. Oh, not on Instagram. No, Instagram See, I'm unfamiliar. TOS does not allow um, adult content on it. Oh, okay, yeah. So deep throwing adult though is not. Yeah, no, that'll for sure get you back. Yeah. So, oh, but you can you can twerk. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. There's lots of like um, thirst trapping accounts on Instagram. Gotcha. So you, you yeah, I guess that's what he did. That's what he was doing today. He got banned two days in a row, and so now he just he's just. Letting them shake their ass, no, no more explicitness on on, on the quarantine yeah, radio. But nonetheless, Twitter. it's like, come on, bro. Like, I guess, I guess that's what the kids enjoy. Um, but he had a lot of people on there. What was it, three hundred thousand or something? I heard. I have no idea. It was an absurd number. But I mean, if there were, um, if there were like scantily clad women, it's not just kids that enjoy that. <laughs> like, come on man like nope. is that where niggas go for porn these days like that's sad i feel like and i'm not i'm not rebutting you wherever by the way. porn I'm is absolutely not rebutting not you. saying that that's where they go for porn i'm just saying if you put porn there uh, the niggas those... will show up that's all I'm I, I will say it's because if it shows up on your trending yes that's just, okay yes. because i've definitely like been on twitter and see something in the trending and be like why is she trending and clicking like oh because her titties is out her titties gotcha. are trending mm-hmm. or not even sometimes you'll be click like you could click on tory lanes because he's trending on twitter and bam it's like oh, okay got it <laughs> um even though Tory Lane sounds like a stripper name, I should you should expect fair. to see titties and ass. That is fair. But um Yeah, nah, man. Those platforms are all popping, so you know, there's no reason to go out of your way to to produce the podcast right now in this fraught environment. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like we we produce because there's absolutely zero additional risk in doing what we do. So you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't I advocate being responsible. You know what I mean? Well, I do advocate not listening to what the mainstream media is. I also do advocate for being responsible. Facts. And so, yeah, don't 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 be crazy with it. Jump on IG. You know what I mean? That'll be the platform <laughs> for a little while. I mean, yeah, that's where everybody is flocking to. Well, for the most part. But yeah, <clears throat> in other entertainment news, um, so actually, this will segue into um some of our politics news, but Stephen Colbert had a really good uh, exit interview with Bernie, seeing as to how he has dropped out of the race. Thank you, sir. You've definitely shown yourself to be an exemplary person in politics, a unique person in politics, a unicorn even. Um, (laughs) But yeah, 
it's it, it's it's fucking crazy. Stephen Colbert had the best interview with Bernie Sanders as an exit interview than anyone in mainstream or alternative media had in the entire fucking primary cycle whatsoever. Oh, that sounds dope. It's terrible, but it, it, it's terrible because it's like this is what people needed to hear prior to him dropping out because I find it very. It blows my mind after hearing him speak in that interview that people would actively choose Biden over him. <laughs> my, because my thing is, is that you don't have to support his policies. He's a genuine person. At very least, you can believe that he will support policies that will be in your best interest, even if you don't believe in a hundred percent his choice of ways of going about it. And you can't. I don't think that there's. I don't know of any politician I would say that about outside of him. It's actually in politics currently. I'm sure there's politicians out there. You know, there's your Katie Porters. There's um, your AOCs to some degree. Your, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of really powerful, prominent women in, 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 in the uh, legislative that I would trust. But they aren't presidential candidates. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they aren't being looked at as a thought leader for for a significant portion of the country yet i'm sure they will um and so in the position that bernie is in he represented a singular moment in time um and i say that to say listen i i'll say this much i'd be open to vote for joe biden he would have to prove to me why i should vote for him though and if that is a problem for you if you like hearing that triggers you then I would absolutely ask that you at least sit down for five seconds and look up the definition of democracy. Because I believe that, at least in this representative democracy, it is my right to vote for whoever the fuck I want. <laughs> and I'm not saying I would vote for Trump. I would never do that. <laughs> but I think that I have the right to say that I also don't like Biden's platform. It's, it has nothing to do with Bernie Sanders. This has everything to do with the fact that I believe that there's credible rape allegations against Joe Biden. I believe Tara Reid has at least the right to have her allegations investigated. And the fact that they're covering it up only makes me feel like he's guilty. I'm sorry. I don't know. That seems to be something that is very explicit to a singular community, not one of which I engage in. If someone accuses you of something, and you do not credibly engage with it, it does not make you look innocent to me. And so the fact that he does not incredibly engage puts him on the level of Donald Trump to me because he does not credibly engage with the allegations against him that are even more credible. So don't, don't, you know, that, that's a false equivalence there. Joe Biden has actively plagiarized and lied in public several times. Several times throughout his entire 30-year career. 30-plus year career. So he's not trustworthy. He's actively moved to cut welfare programs. And when I say welfare, I only I mean like Social Security and Medicare. He's actively moved to cut those programs. He's actively moved for stricter incarceration programs. These are things that are antithetical to me. I do not fundamentally believe in them. And he does not denounce these things. And so I 
don't feel comfortable voting for him. I feel like in a, I feel like whether you're a Bernie supporter or not, that's a very valid fucking thing to feel and say. And so if his if he as a campaign is not going to address that, I'm not going to vote for him. I'm not going to vote for Trump, but I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden, and I'm not going to feel bad if Trump wins. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's not my fault that your candidate couldn't even inch towards the other platform. He couldn't even inch towards the other platform in a fucking pandemic when the other platform is Medicare for all. You see what I'm saying? Like, no, if you can't do that, then dude, I have every right to say fuck off. And guess what? It's not, I'm not the problem here. The problem is the people who keep on saying, get behind him without him offering you anything. Get behind him without any credible belief in him coming through for the things that are important to you. Just, just get behind him. No. That's why people like him are empowered. Because of that behavior. Not because of my behavior. <laughs> Not because of people who vote based on their ideals. Because guess what? Government is a, is, a, is an ideal-based system. It's not... It, it, the, the, the actual happenings of government, the practical happenings of government, obviously never, never have anything to do with the average person. The practical workings of government have nothing to do with the average person's desires. And so the act of voting is an ideological one. Because nothing that they're going to do is... ever is ever going to have anything to do with you. <laughs> so all you could do is vote your ideology and, and I'm not going to vote for his ideology. I'm not. That is, it just doesn't, this doesn't ring true to me. I would, I would rather stick it out and hope that the eventual decay and decline of the system will cause it to either a rally together to save itself or, or let it die away so that's something else. And I know that that's a shitty future. It's not a fun place to be. But a lot of things aren't fucking fun and are shitty on the way to getting better. <laughs> a lot of things are. And so, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not as scared of Biden losing as these people who are so mad at the Bernie supporters for saying, Biden, you're going to have to show us something before we just jump on the boat. Because that's generally what I've heard. I haven't even seen the real never Biden crowd, <laughs> which does and should exist. Because most of the people are waiting to see if he's actually willing to credibly engage them. Because if he does, then in good faith, they say, hey, all right, we really want to beat Donald Trump. So just the engagement will probably go a long way to getting them on your side. But they won't even do that. So you know what? Fuck it. You want a stonewall? Fine, let's stonewall. Because it's not a, especially having a kid, you kind of realize like when you're standing on the ideological quote unquote right side, you can't budge. You really can't because the mo because the other side, by virtue of being on the wrong side, will keep taking as much as they can get. So every time you budge, you're putting yourself in a position to budge more. So just don't do it from the beginning because it's a never-ending thing. Facts. And 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 that's sad. That's sad because that pretty much ensures the Trump victory. As bad as I think Biden is, I, I would rather Trump not be victorious because that is also the victory of of uh, of racism. It's a victory of of aristocracy. 
It's a victory of everything negative about this country. It's a victory for people who want to fraud the system. It's a victory for mediocrity. It, a Trump victory is a lot of things that I don't support and I don't want to represent us, especially in the national stage. But at the same token, Biden can barely speak in public. I'm sorry, but that is that you need to be able to do that. <laughs> Yo, can I sit down for this debate real quick? I just, I'm just, is that cool? so, I'm so flabbergasted that they couldn't field somebody with a stronger cognitive capacity, and that the American public, the Democrat, the the, the liberal public, is willing to take what's fostered upon them in this manner. It just blows my mind. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. So, uh, and you know, you have right before Bernie drops out, you got you got Whoopi out here, Biden riding mm-hmm. over here, talking about we would love to have Jill Biden as a Surgeon General. Now, mind you, Doctor Jill Biden is a educational doctor. She's a teacher. It's marginal. Her difference. doctorate is in education. It's still a doctorate. And you got you got Whoopi over here talking about let's make her Surgeon General. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got this. Like hey, you man. don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, B. Like, come on, man. So we got all of if these famous people learned- Biden riding out here. You got fucking John Lewis endorsing him now, right as Bernie's coming around. And now, mind you, Bernie has to drop out at this point because essentially he's in a position where. He is telling his constituency, stay home and be safe. And the other side, Joe Biden is saying, go out and vote. There's literally no possible way that he could win because he's literally telling the people that would vote for him to stay home and and this in, in the hopes that the states, being logical, will either A, do mail-in voting or B, postpone their primary. Now, Wisconsin's one of those states where their primary is is tied to a lot of their local and and statewide elections. And so postponing that is not preferable, but do it mail-in. You can mobilize mail-in voting for that shit in seven days. Literally, you can organize the the mail-in voting for that in seven days. But instead of doing that, they force people to vote in person. that, That is why Bernie Sanders is forced into a position now where he had... Because he wasn't going to concede, and he shouldn't have conceded. But the fact that you are in a position now where you have to tell your voters, based on your conscience and the rhetoric that you are putting forth in your in your town halls and your, your addresses to the nation, causes you to tell them to stay home. And the other side is like, hey, they said it's safe. They wouldn't keep it open if it wasn't safe. So go out and vote. <laughs> now, silly. that being the truth... If he were to extend his campaign and keep going, he would be taking people's money. And that he's not willing to do. Because he could do what Warren did. Warren had several fifth place finishes before she did. Several fifth place finishes before she actually dropped out. After one fifth place finish. I think it's unfair to compare Bernie's integrity to Warren's. Okay. I agree. You're absolutely right. 
And, but I'm saying that he is, well, I, I guess, yeah, we're expecting his integrity to be greater than hers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, um, she's already proven that she's who she is. And she, so. Yeah. And so she stayed in. So, so I, I'm saying, yes, he's reaffirming that by having dropped out when he did. He's just affirming all of the positive yeah. things that we knew about him. And he's so it is what it is. exception to the rule. Yeah. I, I can see that. And that's what I, that's what's sad about people who don't understand why he, he left when he did. We're like, why now? Well, there are a bunch of material conditions now that are saying that literally it's not possible. Like my rhetoric is conflicting with the reality. And so I have to drop out. And so that's why I respect him so much for choosing this point and not continuing to take money and, and also keeping his staffers paid. He's keeping them on their, their health insurance um, until November, all of that. And so I don't know if they're keeping their paychecks, but I'm pretty sure they're going to keep their paychecks and their health insurance until November. Um, and so it, it, it's one of those things, you know, I, I respect him a lot. I really appreciate what he did. And um, it just shows the lack of imagination that the American people have. It shows it shows how how much they learn to love their abusers because <laughs> they're being abused. They're being abused. Like, seriously, the Congress has the power to alleviate all of this. And they're talking about we can't print money, but you keep printing fucking money and giving it to the corporations. Like you just literally print. And I'm not just saying that hyperbolically. They printed several trillion dollars and handed it to the corporations with no fucking oversight. Yeah, there's documentation of it. Yeah, it exists. So that's why I'm like, guys, why are you letting these people tell you this? Like people of Kentucky, that's who I'm really mad at. It's people <laughs> in Kentucky, like fucking people in Kentucky, man. No, because they voted Mitch McConnell in. Nice. They voted Mitch McConnell in, and Mitch McConnell oh, is oh, a you meant initially, initially, initially. You. Well, they keep voting him in. Right, right, but oh, same, okay. same point. Like I thought you meant like because there's someone running against him now. I thought you meant. Oh, okay, but, yeah. They keep on voting this Mitch McConnell, and he is—he's literally saying, "Well, you know, I know that seventy-two percent of the country wants this, but the, why would I disenfranchise the twenty-eight percent that doesn't want this?" And it's like you do not understand the idea of majority, and like that's a significant majority. It's not like a fifty-one forty-nine majority. This is a real majority: seventy-two twenty-eight <laughs> percent. I think it's very unhealthy to take Mitch McConnell at his word. And and that's why I'm so mad at the people who keep voting him in. Like, why is he in public office? How is that even allowed? Like, whoever is in his district who keeps on voting him in, you are the worst people in the world. I hope you know that. <laughs> like, because he is the epitome. Like, a lot of these guys are making money because of his corruption. Like, the corruption starts at him when it comes to Congress. Because he's the one who's stopping. Because the thing is, is that... It's really hard once the legislation gets to the floor for people not to vote on it if it's really in the, the public's best interest. So, like, if, if I can get a bill onto the floor to be voted for that says that the that the people get 18 months of, of 80% of their paycheck fulfilled by the government for them to alleviate the time at home for this, if I can get that on the Congress floor, you know how bad it looks on you not to vote for that? And so it's Mitch McConnell who is the 
who is the 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 bottleneck that stops things from getting to the floor of the Congress. So the corruption starts at him. If you can get it past him, you can shame the rest of the other Congress people because they're obviously people of low character. These aren't people of strong backs. So one would. Uh... Is it really wise to try to shame people of low character, though? Absolutely. Do you people think it's going to be effective is what I mean? Yeah. They're doing it to them now. That's literally how they're keeping them cowed now. Because no one gets, no one, no one gets elected saying they're going to cut Medicare. Cuomo didn't get elected saying he's going to cut Medicare, but that's what he's doing. You know what I mean? So these, these, these are people like who they're lying you know what I mean? They don't care. They, they just want to do whatever will keep them perpetually in power. And yeah. so if you can show that you if, you, if you can govern them strongly enough, they'll stay in line. It's when you show signs of weakness that you got to start worrying about the piranhas. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, no. And it's easy, it's easy to look strong to weak people. <laughs> I mean, they've yeah, made it. That's, that's, what, that's what politics is. You know what I mean? Isn't politics like a large portion of that is looking strong to weak people? I mean, it's all just lying to me. How yeah. the effect of the lie is really? I guess it depends on the person they're, they're trying to field it to. But, but none, nonetheless, it's all a transparent farce, really. It's well, it should be transparent, but it, it seems like it should be, doesn't it? <laughs> it seems so obvious when someone lies to you and then doesn't do what they said they were going to do. But yeah, it, it's just. You get the you get the politics that you deserve, honestly. You really do. You you really get the politics that you deserve. And um, I guess I guess for those of us who choose in action, you do deserve whatever comes. And so I take that. I'll take that <laughs> because honestly, say what. Even if we do something, we're gonna get a trash president out of this. I think we're gonna get a poor president out of this. You know what I mean? Like there were so many other stronger candidates that they could have put forth and they chose this this one. That is it just doesn't seem it doesn't seem like they have our best interest in mind when they do that. <laughs> I can't remember the last time them niggas seemed like they had our best interest in mind. But yeah, that's pretty much it in the politics section. The government is saying that they're going to pay salaries of pastors. So you can pretty much, and, and which directly. AKA essential workers. I get, I guess that's what they're trying to claim, but either way, it absolutely violates separation of church and state. Like they already don't pay taxes. You cannot reimburse their salaries through the government. <laughs> like that's, that's absolutely hey, unacceptable. Man. Look, man. Especially because their salaries are completely ungoverned. This government the, does not give a shit about rules. So your pastor can set his salary at whatever he wants, off. and now the government's required to reimburse that? Like, that's crazy talk. Hey, but man. I guess that's how he keeps that evangelical shout vote. Out, yeah, shout out to the pastors for swinging that shit. That's good on you. Feel me? Even pastors got lobbyists? Hey, everybody Damn. got have <laughs> if you want shit done in America and you ain't got a lobbyist, you tripping. Real talk. You're wasting though. your time right now. But yeah. So moving on to some social uh social topics. So did you hear? For the first time ever in recorded history, as long as we've been making these kind of recordings, LA actually has the cleanest air in America. 
Yeah, I was thinking that the other um the other uh, 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 the other day. It was like shout out to coronavirus for improving air quality all over the world. Well, China's already back to fucking it up. Nice. Oh yeah, no, dude, it's so funny because they showed it. They were like, that in China, it was over. amazing. The decrease was astounding, and today they're pretty much back up to normal. It's like, ah, uh, good job, humans. We did it again. <laughs> Planet didn't stand a chance. <laughs> never, never tried once. to bounce back. We kicked her in the kicked her in the gut a few times. But yeah, no, that I mean, there's a lesson to be had. You know, sticking that many cars in a fucking basin. In a, in a mountain basin isn't a good idea. You know, we should really consider like overhauling our public transit system and making it far more effective because the amount of cars on the road <laughs> is significantly fucking up the air. Yo, are you trying like, to tell on. me to sell us cars, bro? Yo, that's the most un-American thing I've ever heard in my life, bro. I have the or, right to sell as many cars. Hear me out. As I can. What about them electric things? What the fuck is electric, my nigga? What, 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 what is electricity is and what does it do? What even is that, bro? <laughs> Magnets. How do they work? I want some goddamn gas in my goddamn car to go goddamn fast. This shit is out of control, bro. Like, and it, and it's sad because we really should be like. You'd think that in this time, people would be like, you know what? We should try to maintain this. Like, this is fucking amazing. Like, the air quality in L.A. is astounding hey, right shout now. Shout out to the EPA for putting a moratorium and all of their environmental protection rules. Feel me? The Who earth, needs them? <laughs> feel me? The earth is about but, to back because we're doing and, and, shit. And now, I'm not, a super, all the rules. I'm not a super fan of Gavin Newsom because I don't know enough about him. I actually should probably do some more research on him. But um, thank you for being a leader and saying, hey, you know what? It doesn't fucking matter what the government tells you to do. It really doesn't. Just don't break the law. Help people within the bounds of the law. Who'd have thunk it that that was possible? That as the leader of a fucking state, you can actually just, you know, kind of govern people and tell them, hey, this is what the science is. And as the leader, this is what I'm going to institute for everyone's best interest. Holy fuck. Is that what we actually elected him to do? So thank you for actually doing your job. It's an epidemic of weak or lack of leadership. And and also thank you for showing how to really stem an epidemic and not be a trash bag. Unlike... Cuomo, who does a fucking 45-minute to two-hour fucking speech every day, and at the same time is trying to gut the Medicare system of his state. Medicaid or Medicare? One of the government-subsidized medical programs of his state. Like, he's it's such a farce. Like, he gets the whole govern-me-daddy mentality of these people. They just want to see someone out there telling them what to do. It doesn't matter what you're actually doing. Doesn't matter if if in your state shit is still getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, because a you have de- destabilized the medical apparatus of your state in the best interest of corporations. You've done nothing in your state to regulate drug prices. You've done nothing in your state to mobilize the the numerous amounts of facilities that could be used to. Pres- to, to produce ventilators you don't need a fucking uh uh, uh statewide um war preparations act you don't need that you don't need that to, to mobilize you just have to know what the fuck is going on in your state and you have to have the ability to put your feet on the ground and go to those people and say hey this is what we're doing for the state and guess what if you want to continue to operate within this state within the bounds and you're going to have to contribute this because guess what? The state is giving a lot back to you. And so we're going to have to, you know what I mean? You got to be able, that's part of being a leader. 
And yeah, I know that that's that's po- that's politics is when you're going to cajole someone, don't cajole them to change a law in your best interest. Conjole them to produce things in the time of an epidemic. That's when you're supposed to be utilizing all this amazing political power that that you've been flexing and 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 bringing to bear for all your time as a politician, as a governor. This is when you start to lean on. But not that's not what you see from Andrew Cuomo. You see him in front of the news camera, spitting about a bunch of shit and a bunch of facts, talking about a bunch of policies and telling and finding people for being in public not social distancing like that's not how you fucking get this to stop that's not it the, the if 99% of the of the public is social distancing those couple of people that you're finding all you're doing is shoving them deeper into poverty in a time when they're not getting paid you know what i mean arresting people all you're doing is literally violating social distancing by putting them in close proximity to each other in these facilities so it's just it just shows like what a feckless leader does and what a leader who's actually trying to stem the tide of 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 an epidemic or a pandemic i'm sorry not epidemic but yeah um yeah man kudos to la for getting their air clean and it's interesting because you know kaiser permanentes are closing down locations oh, all over the place which is weird right that is pretty weird you'd think that hospital beds being in a premium as they are You'd need these facilities open. But isn't Kaiser Permanente private? It is privately owned. It is um, owned by the insurance company, Kaiser Permanente. <laughs> yeah, then that explains why they're closing it. Insurance doesn't exist to help you. We That's crazy. But then they'll but, your but, insurance but, but no one's reporting that. But then they're going to tell you that there's a shortage of beds, that we're, we're, we're flattening the curve. Right, like we're in, we're we're literally going into authoritarian measures of lockdown to flatten this curve, so that we don't overuse the hospital beds. Right? Like, am I misunderstanding that? Is that so not what they the say. okay? Yeah, that is the is. that's what I'm saying. That's the rhetoric they're giving us. Mm-hmm. If that is the case, why are hospitals with beds unused being closed down and not being utilized? So. It's all a fucking farce, is what I'm telling you. Not the the virus is not a hoax. I'm yeah, saying I that, feel like the, that part the mainstream media is farcical. No, nah, that, nah, that, that's yes, you're absolutely right. What what I'm saying is is that I think that there is a a deeper machination at plan because that is that is like they stand to gain from this as a as. A company that is centered around insurance reimbursements, they can they're being written into a massive bailout bill. They're hospitals. They're about to get a massive influx of money. Why are they're literally writing trillion dollar bills to help them? Why are they closing down in a time when we know that they are they are in a massive need? That's I don't I don't know if that's massive leadership. Like that's 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 evil doing at that yeah, point. Yeah, sounds like they're just trying to pocket that money like they did the last time they got a bailout. That's a, yeah okay. It sounds like that's that's massive massive oh, uh, misconduct on their part. You know what I mean? And so I hope. I mean I know I don't. Nobody fucking hears me. Like not to say that the people who listen to us are nobody. I apologize, but. <laughs> I really wish that I was able to get like, why is this not being broadcast on platforms that do speak to thousands and thousands of people? We speak to hundreds of people, but that's the kind of information you would want 
thousands of people to have. Like, by the way, Kaiser Permanente is part of the bailout and is closing down their locations. We need to square that circle some fucking how. Nationalize that shit. Fine, close them down. But any any hospital that's closed that has beds, we're going to take over with the government because we need them. People are, you know what I mean? Like, we don't want this to look like Sao Paulo where people are dying in the streets on their feet. Right? So... I I can't be sure that our politicians don't exactly want that. Okay, and 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 that's what I'm getting at is that that's what they're doing. I can't. That's what they're doing. Listen, (laughs) I I've worked around I've worked around white white people enough to to know that you cannot say that that's what they're doing. All you can do is insinuate that through juxtaposition. You see what's happening. You see what they're doing. Seems like they uh, don't got the people's best interest in mind. Well, and they but, will, yeah, man, yeah. It, it, it blows my mind. New. <laughs> Gosh, man, it's like the mental gymnastics they do to make themselves feel like they're in a system that somehow is going to raise the entire population to a better plane of existence. Like, man, this whole system is so fucked. <laughs> oh, man. You know, people are starting to fucking uh, put on their social media how they're being diagnosed with COVID-19 without ever taking a test. No blood tests, no, no, nothing. No respiratory tests. They don't send out any labs. They're just walking in, telling them their symptoms, and they're telling them they have COVID-19 and to go self-quarantine. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. It is what it is. Like... It, this whole thing is going to get a lot worse before it gets any better. And it, there's so many reasons why it doesn't have to get worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, 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 it is such a preventable thing. Did you hear? And see, this is where um, Joe Exotic, having watched Joe Exotic, has armed me with the information to smell some bullshit. I'm about to get real tinfoily here because... I don't remember which zoo it was, but a, there's a zoo that's starting to report that the cat, that the big cats are getting it. Low. Now, if there's anything that we learned from from uh, Tiger King, it's that large cats are very expensive, and they do not draw on money. <laughs> so I feel like. <laughs> Because that's crazy. Because so, this is this, to to have a disease jump from so many animals is crazy, and it's not like this disease is in the proximity of tigers a lot. So it's had a ton of chances to mutate into a a, a version that can infect. That shit's crazy. So now they're saying that it's now capable of going into tigers. Yeah, and so got this I feel like they're using that as an excuse to euthanize those tigers. Tigers got it. Harvey Weinstein got it. Art Kelly is running from it, bro. It's going around, bro. Everybody who needs an excuse to Who's do fucking something tigers in the zoo. I'm pretty sure someone's fucking, fucking the tigers in the zoo. Right now. That's the problem. Someone's fucking tigers in the zoo, bro. I, I leave that to them. That sounds fucking. It don't sound. It doesn't make any sense to me though. <laughs> All of a sudden, now the tigers are getting. I think they're really trying to look for a reason to euthanize those cats because they're yeah. too expensive. And now the zoos are closed. I mean, those guys are, are con artists. Well, I mean, if it, well, if it's one thing that I've 
if it's one conclusion that I've come to from watching um, uh, Tiger King, is that all them big cat motherfuckers are con artists, bro. <laughs> they're all just scammers in one way or another. So, yeah, of course they're going to well, look for this But this is like the Bronx Zoo one. or something like that. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's like a oh. zoo, zoo, zoo. It's not, it, yeah, it's not one of those private cat. But I'm saying. I would still believe I, that. I, I would still yeah, believe yeah. it. Like, I still think yeah. that they're probably just a scummy. Why not? Yeah. It seems I mean, like it ain't even got nothing to do with that, bro. Like, I'm not paying my student loan because because uh, 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 coronavirus shut the city down. Feel me? Like, it, right now is the time. If you don't want to do something, coronavirus. <laughs> Blame it on the crony. Like, it's. Uh, I mean, it is on the on the legit that I'm not paying my student loan. Oh, you ain't. But, I'm about to start some rumors, yo. So Chris Cuomo and Brooke Baldwin both got the rony. Low, Bruh, They fucking. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They both caught it within like a day of each other, bro. Oh man. They mm. they've been in isolated contact. They've been, you know what I mean? They're the ones fear-mongering some of the most about this shit. You think that they just out there shaking hands with everybody who ain't washed their hands after they do do? Hey man, it's a small state. I'm telling you, they got it because they was fucking. That's good for them. Hopefully it was good. Hopefully it was worth it. Listen, I'm not mad at them. Yeah, it would be, be really awful to get bad sex. Listen, I'm just trying to make up corona. gossip because I know that <laughs> <laughs> that shit that shit makes headlines, yo. Because especially if that shit happens, especially if we find out like, oh shit, they really were. I mean, I don't I feel like that'll ever come. Nah, <laughs> I'm talking. They'd have to catch the video at that point. All right, I'm talking bullshit. So I guess that's that means it's that time. <laughs> appreciate you guys hope you enjoyed your time with us remember follow us on uh the twitters at home heron youtube coming soon instagram coming later much yeah, later yeah. you can follow me on instagram rico underscore g sound that's the one yeah on instagram nice all right cool so uh i'll leave you with these words time is only wasted if you choose to waste it so learn from your mistakes it's the only thing you ever truly do learn from Appreciate you guys and see you next time. Take it easy. Peace.